Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Good evening, uh, Cyberspace, my Facebook friends. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Hespo Black Forum here, uh, June 14th, 2014. We are just so happy to be with you all uh, this beautiful Saturday evening, as always. I mean, it's a beautiful weekend here in the ATL, y'all. I don't know if so many... many, uh, so much going on here. I was looking at the uh, entertainment section of the paper there. We got all kinds of shows in town and stuff for our entertainment pleasure. I guess from wow, that's we need to get out and uh, take in the show. Hey y'all, welcome to the High School Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. We don't like to get loud. We like to keep everything on an even keel. Sometimes that's sometimes that's almost impossible, you know, to keep everything on an even keel. That is, we <laughs> hey, these are trying times, you as they say. These are trying times. We uh, got a great show for you this evening, y'all. All kinds of so we advocate on behalf of America's African descent for justice, for social justice. Not because we don't love everybody. No, we love everybody. It's just by extension, we we're part of that community, and the Lord knows we need all the advocacy we can get. So we we find ourselves hitting the oh yeah there's still a lot of <laughs> there's still a lot of justice uh, to be had y'all yeah. we 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 have a uh, the uh, camp who uh, advocate for a reparation too by the way for Americans African descent especially those born prior to 1954 who was directly injured uh, by the separate equal laws uh, here in the country. Uh, Including me myself, y'all. Oh yeah, the Hushmo was <laughs> Hushmo was injured by uh, the Seven Equal Laws, y'all. I was born here in Georgia in 1945 uh, with a uh, 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 no 14th Amendment rights uh, protections. Uh, we. Uh, we was injured uh, by that. Um, we won that case, by the way. Yeah, we won, won the case in uh, 1954 when Brown set aside uh, a plastic. that we have to re-litigate uh, none of that craziness. We, we've already won the case in my 
I made the argument in my new book, y'all, Racism and Hate in American Reality. Y'all, check that book out. That book is uh, timely, and it's uh, uh, relevant to uh, what's going on here today with this uh, economic inequality uh, uh, debate. Uh, y'all, check it out and uh, uh, tell a friend about it. Racism and Hate in American Reality, electronic version 399. Everybody need a copy of it. Everybody need a copy of that book. Uh, if you listen to the right-wing pundit, they'd have you believe that uh, us lazy uh, <laughs> black folks uh, just need to get up off our uh, uh, behind <clears throat> and go to work, <clears throat> and everything would will be everything will be hunky dory. That's just not the case, y'all. That just is not the case. We have a systemic history of racism that uh, has harmed a whole uh, class of Americans here uh, economically in the country. And the country at large was harmed by these... uh, of these uh, seven equal uh, laws that uh, so devastated uh, my community and me. Charles, that, this is, didn't just start, starting in 1865, y'all. Starting in 1865, as soon as that Civil War was over, as soon, by well, 1868, from the 14th Amendment, as soon as that 14th Amendment was <laughs> made part of that Constitution, y'all. <laughs> The former slave states uh, set out to uh, circumvent it from day one. (laughs) From day one, they set out to uh, circumvent uh, the 14th Amendment rights uh, protections of uh, uh, millions of Americans of Africa. The ex-slaves, they set out right away. 1866, the Congress passed what was known as the Southern Homestead Act. My listeners probably don't know too much about the Southern Homestead Act. Y'all need to check it out. Check my book out, Racism and Hate and American Reality. We talk about the Southern Homestead Act. The Southern Homestead Act passed by Congress in 1866 set aside some 46 million acres of federal, not state, federal land primarily for the ex-slaves, the 5 million ex-slaves who had just been Emancipated. That was the initial goal of that five, 46 million acres of the Southern Homestead Act. Y'all familiarize yourself with the Southern Homestead Act. Michael Lanza wrote a whole book on it. Check it out. It's heavy. The Southern Homestead Act, enacted by Congress in 1866, set aside 
46 million acres of federal land to be homesteaded by and primarily for the newly freed slaves. That thing stayed on the book. Hey, this land uh, uh, was concentrated in five southern states, y'all. Among them, Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Florida, uh, Arkansas, and Louisiana, those five states. 46 million acres set aside for the ex-slaves. But because of racism, the separate equal laws, and tremendous pressure to keep uh, those ex-slaves in place, uh, the labor costs, their uh, uh, work in place, they were never able to acquire that land. From the beginning, and much like this affordable health care law, the Dixiecrats and the Congress, uh, a rail against uh, that Southern Homestead Act uh, with everything they had, uh, uh, they in fact shut the government down over that issue. They shut the government down over that issue, bringing about the first Great Depression was about shutting down the uh, government by uh, uh, the opposition party. Uh, in this case, it was the Democrats, the Dixiecrats, who uh, was railing about uh, uh, the wealth redistribution scheme of uh, the Southern Homestead Act and the 46 million acres that the uh, uh, the government was giving, uh, so they uh, 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 contended, a way to black folks. They shut that government down. In 1874, the greatest uh, was, uh, uh, depression the country had ever experienced uh, was brought on uh, uh, by that one, primarily by that one, uh, by that one issue. After uh, uh, that they stayed in place, that depression stayed in place too, by the way, for about nine or ten years, y'all, the longest depression ever the country's ever seen. 1876, the Republican of North was tired of all of the slave problems and all that. They went on, they joined in with the South. Because remember, <clears throat> they had an interest in uh, curtailing uh, labor costs too. <laughs> the big industrialists in the North, they had an a interest in uh, keeping the, uh, black labor in the South as cheap as possible uh, to keep the cost of their uh, raw materials uh, that they uh, was importing uh, from the south up there to the north to manufacture it uh, all types of goods. We, we uh, so this uh, history of uh, high entries go way back, way back to that 46 million acres now. They repealed that law, that Southern Homestead law in 1876 with 43 million acres uh, returned. (laughs) Imagine that, 43 million acres returned to the federal government. They, uh, through the separate equal and other oppressive laws on the books and the discrimination against uh, the uh, ex-slaves that prevented uh, uh, the ex-slaves from acquiring 
the promised land. That's what I call it, that promised land. At 46 million acres, imagine. Uh, they really should have uh, allowed those folks to acquire that land. And the problems would have been solved, really. They don't realize it. It's hard, for, it's hard to see. Uh, it was hard for them to see the forest for the trees uh, back then. But they probably would have, have been solved. They didn't want black folks to settle into the society as it was from a racial standpoint. Yet, they want to control <laughs> their labor cost. Uh, had they allowed the blacks to uh, uh, occupy that 46 million acres, uh, the blacks would have ran to it. And been away and got away as far away from you know, uh, people as they could, <laughs> uh, and but yet would have came back and uh, worked for and with them on a much stronger uh, a basis, uh, a, a financial basis, because we they, they had some uh, some financial worth uh, tied into uh, the 46 million acres of real estate. They <clears throat> this country made a horrible, horrible can uh, not allow. The free slaves access to uh, real estate, and they knew through uh, consultations with the abolitionists throughout, prior to and throughout the Civil War, that uh, uh, when this thing, when that thing was over, North won after Abraham Lincoln emancipated those uh, uh, five million uh, uh, people. That uh, they were going to have to have, uh, first of all, an education, an education. Some real estate to live on, and uh, uh, some uh, small amount of capital to uh, uh, assimilate into the society. Into the society on a on a um, halfway um, um, palatable uh, footing uh, with the rest of the the new uh, with the rest of the society that they, they knew nothing of. Eighty-five uh, percent of them was illiterate, coming out of slavery. Uh, uh, had a huge that alone placed them at a huge disadvantage. Of my people, eighty-five percent of them was illiterate. Uh, Eighteen uh, sixty-five down in two County Georgia, they didn't know how to read or write. Put them at a huge, huge disadvantage in terms of acquiring uh, uh, some of the forty-six million acres uh, that was right next door in Alabama. They could walk to it from Troop County. Troop County in Alabama borders, uh, Troop County borders the Alabama land, y'all, where some of that property was at, by the way. They could walk to it, yet the restrictive, uh, uh separate equal Jim Crow laws prevented them from acquiring that land. Prevented them from acquiring that land, that promised land, that 46 million acres of land, uh, pretty much. All of it was returned to the federal government because of of racism that uh, the South held toward its its own citizens. Yeah. Injuring them uh, severely uh, to the point that uh, today we still have this uh, great uh, economic divide and everybody talking about uh, everything is hunky-dory. <laughs> There's no uh, such thing as a race, this and race, that. Nothing should be based on race anymore. 
<laughs> except that uh, for 100 years after the 14th, uh, 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment was put in place, uh, your laws uh, uh, based on race uh, took away uh, those protections given by uh, the 14th and the 15th Amendment. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, if you injured me for a hundred years, uh, you owe me financial reparation. That's a, that's a fact, y'all. We ain't talking about no wealth redistribution here and wealth redistribution there. Fuck all that. We, we ain't talking about that. We're talking about the state, what the state owe uh, its citizens who uh, were injured uh, by its laws. That's, that's it. Not not. This group of people over here, I ain't talking about taking money from you, redistribution. You call them what you want. <laughs> the state uh, injured me. Uh, uh, the state uh, 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 owed me. It was the state that uh, bailed Wall Street out and uh, General Motors out. Uh, the state uh, did that. Now, what's, what, what, one thing about this, uh, uh, your money, my money, and we the people, this and that, once that state uh, uh, take your money, that's the state's money. That is not. That is no longer your money. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, folks, uh, that money you give to Caesar <laughs> is Caesar's. Is <laughs> Hey, y'all better get it. <laughs> y'all better get it straight. <laughs> that is not your money. <laughs> that is a government money. Once it gets into uh, the treasury, y'all. That's just a fact. Always have been, always will be. So yeah, we looking for reparations from the state, y'all. America's uh, African descent born prior to 1954 belonged to a class of Americans injured by uh, the separate equal laws, uh, laws which uh, be a tremendous economic harm to them. Uh, that uh, Brown. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, it was une- uh, see, it was uh, inherently uh, unequal and injurious. Uh, we uh, we we have to uh, petition the court. Uh, we we have to petition the court uh, through uh, uh, the uh, Justice Department. Uh, asked for those reparations based on Brown over setting aside Plessy, setting aside the uh, uh, separate equal laws codified by Plessy. And, and I, you know, we know from everything from real estate to job uh, jobs to, you know, every uh, part of society, we were uh, 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 injured by in. in. So, yeah, we, we that's no uh, statute of limitation, though. Oh no, you can't have no statute of limitation on genocide. People, uh oh, people died. <laughs> hey, people died during that hundred years of political uh, and purgatory uh, that uh, was in play from 1865 to 1965 to some affirmative action, all that crazy stuff that went on on uh, uh, after Brown. Uh, 
they they didn't even have the heart to uh, uh, enact the laws that Brown uh, uh, put in place. Y'all, they couldn't have did no affirmative action. Nothing if Brown hadn't set aside all the stuff that it set aside. How do you think the affirmative and voting rights and all that junk even came about? Because the Supreme Court said that. Uh, uh, you have took away uh, 14th Amendment rights away from a whole class of Americans based on nothing but uh, the color of skin. That's just a fact, y'all. That's just a fact. Uh, Thurgood Marshall and his legal team had every right to petition that court back in 18 uh, back in 1954. Had every right to petition the court for financial reparations uh, on behalf of all uh, Americans of African descent at that time, because all of them uh, were subjected to this same uh, separate equal laws, whether you're in the North or the South, you know, too, by the way. It don't matter whether you was on the other side of that Mason-Dixon. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, it don't matter whether you was on the other side of that uh, Mason-Dixon. Y'all check this uh, uh, the, uh, Atlantic Magazine for June. Uh, Tanisha Coates uh, does a great, great uh, essay on uh, 250 years of slavery, 90 years of Jim Crow, 60 years of separate equal, 35 years of state-sanctioned real, uh, redlining. Is the title of uh, his article on the case for reparations in the Atlantic magazine. Y'all check that out. That's it. It's a microcosm of my, my story <laughs> that I tell of my family and millions of uh, stories of, uh, of uh, a people who uh, were injured by uh, the state, who was injured by the state through uh, its laws. Yeah. Now, 250 years of slavery, we, in racism and hate in American reality, we zero in our uh, advocacy for reparation on just the 95 years after the Civil War, yeah. the years following that where uh, uh, they took away our 14th Amendment rights, preventing us from uh, economically uh, achieving, including taking away the 46 million acres, uh, separate equal uh, stuff in the, uh, the workplace, the school place, and uh, throughout uh, so, uh, society, uh, the real estate uh, uh, carrying homes and uh, things of that nature. We base it strictly on that, just the just 90 years of Jim Crow. That's what we base our reparation on. Like a lot of folks, uh, uh, and we need everybody, <laughs> everybody who's advocating. Uh, uh, look at slavery as part of that uh, uh, reparation thing. I don't. I turned the slavery over to the man upstairs. I think he pretty well wiped that record clean with the 600,000 people that died. The 600,000 folks that died cleared uh, uh, that slave. Cleared that, that, uh, that death. And, and my, that's just my mind. That's my thinking. The 90 years following that, when they took away uh, the 14th Amendment rights, I argued that uh, uh, those injuries that occurred during that time. But uh, I, slavery, one of man's worst inhumanities toward his fellow man uh, that uh, the world's ever seen, y'all. 
one of the worst uh, uh, inhumanities to man's fellow man that the world's ever seen was a chattel slavery that existed here in this country. You can't find a uh, parallel nowhere in uh, human history. That's just a fact, yeah. That's just a fact. And uh, this thing is uh, still a problem now. <laughs> it's still a problem now, yeah. We uh, yeah. we still have a problem right now. Wow. Thought we had something going, man. We go it's about uh wow. We don't know what time is it here? About twenty five after an hour. We're gonna take a quick call for the calls, y'all. We'll be right back, y'all hanging there. You got me in the hospital driving this train tonight. We'll be right back after the break. Advocated on your behalf. You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace. Thank you. 
<laughs> and we giving the, this president who's born in Hawaii all the deal about being an American. What, how's that going to play out with mine being a Canadian? I'll just start renouncing this this stuff. So he started renouncing this Canadian citizenship about two or three years ago, as far as I can remember. However <laughs> long we've been in, <laughs> in the Senate. He just did it the other day. He said he got proof. <laughs> he got proof of his uh, uh, renounced citizenship. He got some kind of stamp seal in the mail from uh, the Canadian government <laughs> saying that he is no longer a uh, Canadian citizen. I, now, as far as I know, y'all, that... Uh, That don't have anything to do with him being able to run for president. Because to be able to run for president, he has to be born in the United States, and he wasn't. <laughs> now, he can renounce all he wants, but according to the Constitution, he uh, uh, he uh, can't run for president of, uh, or be president of uh, these United States, y'all. That's just a fact. Now, I don't know how he... <laughs> whether... <laughs> y'all go ask... Uh, uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> Trump said something's wrong with that. Donald Trump, he was, he was, he was a big birther. <laughs> Y'all ask Donald Trump about what he thinks about Terry Crews and his Canadian citizenship. Uh, <laughs> are you talking about an implosion within the Republican Party? Uh, this thing is getting crazy here with Eric Cantor, one of the most powerful. Republican politicians in government, the majority whip in the House of Representatives, the <laughs> Barack Obama in chief uh, got beat in this primary there in Virginia with practically nobody voting, with about 15% of the voters turning out to vote. Uh, he got beat by a nobody. I can't even think of the guy's name. Brady, the Brady Bunch. He got beat by a and threw a big monkey wrench in the Republican Party here. John Boehner's halfway happy and halfway scared. He don't know which way to do. Boehner blew up his big monumental deal that he had with the president. He would have went down and should have went down as a accomplishing a great deal of speaking of that house. John Boehner, had he uh, uh, made the deal with the president and not backed away from it, Eric Cantor was the one that uh, blocked that deal from going down. Y'all. John Boehner would have been really uh, uh, looked at differently in history had he uh, been able to uh, work that deal out with the president. Uh, but the black, uh, uh, blocking chief uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, lost his uh, a beard. He was cramming uh, to be Speaker of the House, uh, Erie Canada. Here's a guy so arrogant that uh, on election day in this past Tuesday, he was not even in his district. This guy was not even in his district in Virginia, y'all. He was out of state, somewhere in D.C., raising money for some other candidate, and we're across the country. This is how arrogant uh, this guy uh, was at. His posters had him winning... Uh, that election by over 65%. Trouble in it. <laughs> Did nobody show up to vote? 
He lost that thing. Y'all buy a big margin, too. He lost about 11% of his point. Do a monkey wrench in the Republican leadership in the House. And how they they trying to just push the next guy in line up there to Kenna's position. Uh, but the good old Tea Party is uh, <laughs> want something to say about that. <laughs> uh, this is this is uh, uh, the implosion of the Republican Party right before our very eyes. Now, that's what's been predicted. Yeah, I'll go back and check my uh, check my shows out. We've been talking about this for the last three years, y'all, on the Hushmore Black Forum. This is nothing new. We uh, see it from. Uh, from the time that uh, this guy took office, President Barack Obama took office, that uh, 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 the Republican Party, with the uh, uh, migration of the uh, uh, Southern white Democrats, uh, uh, that whole party was going to implode because uh, a segment of uh, the Southern Democrats have that uh, Heron Vock uh, um, uh, antebellum uh, ideology, the old Dixiecrat uh, ideology. Uh, still today, and that was a uh, counter uh, uh, to uh, that was counter to uh, what uh, the party of Lincoln was about. That's the direct opposite of party of Lincoln. The Republican Party of Lincoln was uh, uh, directly opposite of uh, the old uh, Dixiecrats here in the South. Yeah. But those that segment of the Republican Party now is uh, is wagging the, that tail of it is wagging the dog, <laughs> and that thing that thing just ain't gonna it just ain't that's a marriage made in hell, y'all. That's a marriage made in hell. That thing just that's just not gonna work. It's just not gonna work. I guess too bad. It's just just not gonna work. Uh, the ball going away. We are uh, trying to see what the Rays are doing here, y'all. But yeah. Big, big news. We we don't know how, how that thing's going to play out, but it's got to impact the uh, uh, <laughs> 2014 election, y'all. Oh, yeah, it's that big. The Canada lose is going to uh, affect that whole. Uh, uh, <laughs> whole shake up there in the house. Now imagine that. Uh the voters of Virginia uh uh chose to rather than send back the second most powerfulest politician in the Congress uh with a rookie nobody to start all over again rather than to see this guy <laughs> uh, uh this guy's supposed to be to the right of Canada and this Canada was blocking everything the president uh, did what is this guy going to do as a rookie with no power? <laughs> he won a 435 with, and low on the total pole, by the way. He, ain't got, he can't do nothing. Cannabis, uh, 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 majority whip. Now, this guy going to come in there and minority of uh, everything. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I don't know. This thing is, is going to, hey, I think the Democrats can take back that house on and keep control of the Senate. That's my prediction. I think they're going to take control of the House and keep uh, uh, and keep control of the Senate because anybody with any sense can see 
that the Republicans are not uh, about governing, uh, about moving the country ahead. They're about nothing but uh, obstruction. That's what they're about, obstruction. Obstructing anything that this president is trying to do, whether it's good for the country or not. Uh, now uh, they uh, uh, have to suffer some of the consequences for the bid that they, uh, uh, they have to suffer some of the consequences. That's what the way it is. Uh, we, uh, we predicted it. It's not a new, uh, we predicted this. We certainly did. Go back and check my show out. How in the world can you uh, tell me that the Republican Party can coexist with the Dixiecrats? It's it's uh it's impossible, folks. Isn't that science? You don't have to be no no genius to uh, see that this, that thing ain't can't work. When you got the old a whole South <laughs> uh, in cahoots with the Republicans, who the slaves? Does that sound right? Hey, uh, but yeah, that thing, that Eric Cannon defeat, that's going to throw a huge monkey wrench in that uh, Republican Party, a leadership thing there. I'll make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. That's going to throw a big monkey wrench in that uh, in that Republican Party leadership there, y'all. This thing here is gonna it's gonna drag out too throughout the twenty fourteen. Hey, one good thing about it, they ain't got time to uh be dogging the president out. They got less time to be dogging the president out. They got stuff to worry about themselves. The president got enough on the table though, y'all. This crazy stuff in the uh Iraq, ISIS. ISIS is on the march. What is that about, yeah? What is that about? The president says he ain't sending no boots back over to get involved in no kind of ground conflict out on fame. We out of that out of that place should have never been there in the first place, y'all. Hey, we should have never been there in the first place. Now the folks are trying to say uh, this president did that and this we should have never been there in the first place. Dick Cheney and George Bush got us into some place we should have never been. And it's a mess, and it's been a mess for thousands of years. <laughs> and it ain't no easy uh, solution to it. Stop it. All right. Ain't no easy solution to it. That thing might blow up already, y'all. You got the Sunnis. Uh, you got the Sunnis. Uh, 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 Insurgents uh, uh, attacking uh, the Shias over there, uh, who's in control of the government, who uh, was put in power. Remember, Saddam Hussein was a Sunni. Saddam Hussein was a Sunni. So uh, he uh, protected uh, the Sunni uh, 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 minority over over there in uh, uh, Iraq. 
But when uh, uh, George Bush and Dick Cheney went in there and overthrew Saddam Hussein, they set up a Shia government, the same uh, uh, predominant sect that uh, control uh, uh, Iran. And the, the Sunnis and the Shias have been at each other for thousands of years, hundreds of years. It's crazy. That, that, you know, we read in the middle of this a religious uh, conflict. That's what we threw ourselves in, into when uh, we went over there and uh, kicked Saddam Hussein out. We, Golden Powell said it. You go in, uh, uh, once we uh, uh, overthrow and break this already in place, we own that stuff and we still own it today, which is why uh, this is such a uh, difficult uh, position for this president. This is a difficult uh, position here, y'all. This stuff is crazy. It is crazy. Now, why would hundreds and thousands of uh, Iraqi troops lay down their weapons and run <laughs> against a small force of fanatics and not protect uh, their ground? Something, something, tells, something smells right there, y'all. I'm not with the president. I'm not sending nobody over there to do nothing yet until uh, somebody in this country stand up and fight. We ain't going over to police uh, somebody within that government, within that Shia government, better stand up and fight for itself or uh, 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 suffer the consequences here. We can't, we can't waste that one other drop of American blood uh, defending someone who won't uh, defend themselves. That's, that's my take on it now, Sashma. That's my take. I'm not the president. <laughs> I'm not the president. But neither is John McCain, neither is Lindsey Graham, neither is uh, another of those other characters who uh, uh, is voicing uh, uh, their uh, their opinion. I certainly have just as much right to uh, voice my opinion as they. Uh, only one uh, person going to make uh, the decision as to how to proceed, and that is the president of of the United States, that's his job. <laughs> As commander-in-chief of our military, that is his job. Uh, job one, protect the country. That is his call. So regardless of what John McCain and uh, the rest uh, uh, say, uh, the president going to be making this call, y'all, and it's a difficult one. It's not uh, to be rushed into because uh, 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 it's going to have huge ramifications either way. Uh, either way, either, whatever he decides is going to have huge uh, ramifications. Yeah. This thing is a powder cave over there. I don't know if there's anything uh, uh, that the United States can do to uh, prevent it from exploding either. That's another thing. We, You got the Syrians, you got the uh, 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 Iraq, Iran. You got all of the, that. <laughs> you got the uh, 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 Palestinians. Uh, it was great. All that stuff is getting ready to blow up here, y'all. And I don't know if it's anything uh, 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 that uh, the United States or this president or anybody else can do about it. I just don't know. I don't. How would you like to wake up and be president? You think driving while black is rough? How would you like to be president in black? <laughs> hey, y'all, just saying. 
And they kind of, hey. Yeah. We got him in our prayers, though, that's for sure. And they need all the prayers he can get, y'all. This president, pray for him. Pray for the president, y'all. Uh, what else going on, y'all? Oh, by the way, that loss by uh, Eric Cannon, <laughs> the first time in 200 years <laughs> at the House. <laughs> House Majority Leader has lost a primary race, y'all. That was the first time in history that uh, the majority uh, leader in the House lost a primary race. Uh, yeah, we, uh, something's just crazy. Something's just crazy going on, y'all. Something's crazy blowing in the wind. <laughs> Something's crazy, crazy, crazy. One thing, I still contend that uh, the Democrats, I think they call us right, they have every reason to uh, believe that they can uh, retake that house. Because the Republicans are not governing. Here's a guy that was there six years since his president been in office and has blocked every single bill that the House of Representatives, even his own lead speaker, uh, he blocked a deal that his own speaker had uh, uh, fashioned with the president. Eric Cantor has not passed not one piece of legislation since uh, uh, he's been majority whip and been blocking everything, not put forth not one uh, a works uh, a bill that the country so, uh, sorely need right now. Sorely need. This economy is moving, but we could be doing a lot, lot better with just a little uh, help uh, from the Congress. With just a little help from the Congress, uh, we could be doing much better. People saw it and see that. Eric Cannon didn't just lose because of some Tea Party fanatic. Uh, that there's real reasons that the economic uh, a professor uh, I, I was able to articulate uh, 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 some uh, position uh, other than do nothing, which is what Eric Kenna has done for the last uh, uh, four years. Has done absolutely nothing uh, in terms of governing uh, the country and moving the country forward. Uh, has blocked every every effort by his own leader to uh, construct a uh, uh, any kind of economic uh, 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 bill for the country. It's just a fact. Now I say it's more to it. Uh, I say if people are tired of the do nothing the republic. I say the people are tired of the do-nothing extractionist that is the Republican Party and want somebody in there who uh, uh, is willing to govern and get things done on behalf of the American people, irregardless of uh, this political junk that uh, you're uh, engaged in now with this president, mostly based on uh, racism, uh, a racism that uh, some of you harbor. No, it's just a fact. We 
we got to get past uh, the racism that uh, has uh, cropped up uh, in the Republican Party that's preventing uh, that party from uh, governing. That's, that's, that's the whole uh, story there in a nutshell, you know. Read my book, Racism and Hate in America Reality. We break it down. By Jimmy C. Cameron, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's an author. Y'all check it out. Tell a friend about it. Racism and hate in American reality is timely. It speaks of uh, the economic inequality that exists in the country today and the uh, reasons uh, for uh, this divide. It's about... uh, Wow, five minutes still, you know. About five minutes still. The hour of five minutes till uh, eight o'clock here in ATL. We uh, try to see what's going on in the uh, uh, Iraq here, y'all. Get a little bleep coming across the board here. Hey, got what's, what's going on with the, uh, uh, how all of a sudden all the refugees are coming across the board of these young kids uh, by themselves in the state of Arizona and Texas allowing them to come by and point fingers directly at the federal government. Why is not the state and everybody crying, uh, talking about the state's rights? Why is the state of uh, Texas and the state of Arizona allowing uh, uh, people you know, they come into uh, uh, the border across the border like that. That's what that's that's my question. First of all, what is going on with that? We we uh, uh, we, we just don't understand it. Yeah, something crazy is going on here. Something crazy is going on with the uh, uh, border with influx. Now, this is a humanitarian uh, issue, too, now, more than uh, what I can see. Uh, these uh, young folks are coming to the calls here saying that they are fearful, says they are fearful for their uh, lives back in the countries that, you know, come from Argentina and Venezuela and places that uh, got uh, um, all kinds of conflict going on within the, uh, the societies there. And they are claiming that they are uh, fleeing for fear of their lives and uh, uh, and whatnot. But, you know, I can't. Uh, I can't, uh, I can't uh, you know, speak on it because I, I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that familiar with it. I can't speak on it. Yeah, we got to hit that. Got to hit that. And try to catch it and find the base at the same time. Yeah, doesn't really have any other opportunity. Does a nice job of getting it there. See, Richards goes to look for the bag before he catches the ball. Ready to have a guy like Cameron running. Not going to be an easy play. Yeah, because Bruce has been down the land, right? Goes down to E1 on Richards. I'm going to E1. So Hayward now wanted. I'm going to E1. That looked like a, a, a hit to me. Well, we don't know. We ain't keeping score, y'all. We're we checking the uh, game out here, y'all, trying to see why. 
Why our man didn't get a hit on that. Should have got a hit on that. He should have got a hit on that. There's no guarantee he's going to make that play. I think they'll go back and change that. As a, we, hey, y'all, welcome to the Hustle Black Forum, where we, uh, uh, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Uh, yeah, we come to you on Blog Talk Radio, y'all, over Blog Talk Radio. We've got a call in, 888-588. 3814. We advocate for social justice out here on behalf of America's African descent. Not not because we don't love everybody. We do. We just uh, happen to be a uh, part of that community and by extension find ourselves uh, advocating on their behalf. Got all kinds of uh, things going on, y'all. We're going to take another quick pause for the calls here, y'all. Uh, it's about uh, 8 o'clock in ATL. Well, we don't know. It's a beautiful day out here. It must be, I don't know what the even temperature is out here. Anybody know? Yeah, it's uh, been just a beautiful weekend. The last couple of days has been gorgeous here in the ATL. That's, I know it's about 70 degrees out there now, but it's cool and all. Let's see, is it 70 degrees or somebody? Uh, we need to get, oh, no, no, it's 85 degrees out there, yeah. <laughs> it's 85 degrees out there right now in the ATL. Uh, yeah. We need to um, need for the rain to hold off for a couple more days there, because when it started raining around at the high school, uh, that's more that's work for the high school because we got got a lot of grass to cut and uh, how do you have it? Yard guys come around and cut the grass. There but this equipment been broke or something here for the last couple of months and we can't. Uh, when this stuff is, uh, <laughs> oh yes, this this. This fellow's been doing doing uh, my yard work for some twenty five years in there, you know. And we but now we we on the set income. We can't afford uh, nobody else but him. He, he yeah. <laughs> if he don't do it, the husband is uh, the next cheapest uh <laughs> he's the next cheapest uh, uh, uh labor in land <laughs> So we've been we've been out in kind of this Doing this yard work ourselves for the last month, but uh, we uh, we filling it right now. You that's we can't we can't do what we used to do. That's just a fact, y'all. This boy gonna keep he gonna keep messing around here, walking people and putting people on base. <laughs> the Braves gonna walk into one of those pitches and knock knock it about four hundred feet, y'all. I'm looking at the baseball game, y'all. I'm looking at the baseball game. We we uh oh yeah we do sports out here too. On the high black oh yeah we <laughs> we uh we cover it all. Now we don't have a uh, NBA game. That's, I think that's tomorrow night. We got another night out. They traveling uh, I believe to San Antonio. So they got an extra day. 
get everybody back healthy. Yeah, Jason might take this ball a mile, yeah. He's just waiting to walk into one. Hey, don't let that ball slip. get away from you, son. Jason just waiting to hit one, yeah. He just waiting to hit one. This would be a good spot. This would be a good spot to jump starters. Yeah, I can watch baseball. A lot, a lot of folks can't uh, can't watch it. It's slow. It's slow. Ooh, it's a slow game. We just had a golden chance to get away from us there, y'all. Golden opportunity wasted there. Mm-hmm. Got to put solid wood on that ball. Got to put wood on that ball, y'all. We, we're going to have to get Jason out the leadoff. We need him down around fourth or fifth so that we can. Yeah, I think he's a little, he's a little more solid uh, in those situations, I believe. We got to uh, get that offense crunched up, y'all. So, yeah, if you think uh, it's rough driving while black girl, imagine being black and president. Wow. <laughs> imagine being black and president. I got this book, y'all, The Man. The Man was written, I guess, uh, sometime around, what, 1964. The man, I, I think, uh, who played the part in the movie? It's an old movie that's it. It's a movie I think I've ever seen it. But uh, it's about this fictitious uh, uh, black president back in 1964. Can you imagine a president being black back then? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's no different now for this black one who's real here today. This guy's story is parallels. <laughs> What's going on here in the country today? I'm gonna break that. I'm gonna see if I can spot that book here in a minute. That guy's story parallels exactly how <laughs> the Congress and the people are treating an African American president. This was 50 years ago, and it's exactly what's going on with this president here today. Y'all take that book out, The Man. (laughs) This thing is over. Prophetical, it's crazy. Prophetical. Prophetical, is it? It's crazy, y'all. It it tells the story of what they're doing to the black presidents today. Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick pause for the call. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me to hush, man. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
this guy, Irvin Wallace, in this novel, he was inspired to write this thing by this letter that he had. This In the fourth, fourth uh, word of the book, he, he uh, uh, explains that uh, one of the author's prized possessions is an original autograph manuscript written firmly with pen on cheap ruled paper signed by a former Negro slave who became a great reformer, lecturer, writer, advisor to President Abraham Lincoln, United States Minister to Haiti, and candidate for Vice President of the United States on the Equal Rights Party ticket in 1872. The manuscript reads as follows. In a composite nation like ours, made up of almost every variety of human family, there should be. As one before the law, no rich, no poor, no high, no low, no black, no white, but one country, one citizenship, equal rights, and a common destiny for all. A government that cannot or does not protect the humblest citizen in his right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness should be reformed or overthrown without delay. Signed, Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass wrote that, yeah, 1884. Frederick Douglass. Uh, so there should be no rich, no poor, no high, no low, no black, no white, but one country, one citizenship, equal rights, and a common destiny for all. That's where it should have been, yeah. That's where it should be. Unfortunately, it didn't happen that way. <clears throat> so this guy, Irvin Wallace, was inspired to write this fictitious novel about what it would be like if a black man ever got to be president. And in this book, The Man, written in 1964, this uh, senator from Illinois, Julian Dillman. <laughs> uh, is it Dillman? Is that a, Julian Dillman. Uh, uh, well, I'll take that back. Uh, Julian Dillman is the senator's son. Doctor, uh, uh, Senator Dillman from Illinois miraculously become President of the United States by default. The President died, the Vice President. When the President get killed, the Vice President was dead. The Speaker of the House died. Uh, and uh, him being pro tem of the Senate uh, sent to uh, the office of president. He had, in fact, been appointed citizen <laughs> in Illinois to serve out somebody else's time, and by, as fate would have it, uh, wound up being uh, president of the Senate and uh, wound up being president of the United States back in '64. 
Now, quite a bit happened for the, all those uh, coincidences to uh, uh, come together. Uh, what emerged was this like president, and uh, I read the story of the man. It uh, foretold uh, the story of uh, Barack Obama and how the Congress and how uh, the public would react to a black president. Yeah, he prophesied it back in uh, 1954. What is that, some 50 years ago? <laughs> the man, uh, it tells the story of uh, exactly what would happen <laughs> if you ever got a black president in that office. And uh, <laughs> now here today, <laughs> we have a black man in that office, and uh, it's going down exactly as uh, this author predicted uh, that it would be racism uh, or has raised the head to uh, uh, act as an obstacle. Uh, Douglas Dillman. President Douglas Dillman uh, was confronted with this uh, I'm already showing something else up there, yeah. We, uh, yeah, Douglas Dillman, he uh, was confronted with the uh, the harsh reality of uh, ingrained uh, racism. Well, this is 1964, and this president today is uh, experiencing the same type of uh, racism this fictitious uh, black president faced back there uh, some 50 years ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's just amazing how uh, how this book parallels uh, parallels what's going on here in the country. Yeah. yeah, it's just amazing how closely it follows uh, what's happening here. hatred won't uh, be the death of uh, the country here, but uh, we don't know. We we don't know. This thing's still playing its way out there. I, I for one, am a word about uh, the direction of uh, the country, the politics of it. I, for one, am worried about it. Uh, we get down, baby. Oh, wow. That had to get down. We'd have had a run. That had to get down. We'd have had a run right there. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm for one who's worried about the direction of the country, the politics of it. The divide. Everybody keep talking about what a divide we have. It seems like it's this and that. But what it is, folks, is racism has risen. Uh, uh, it's like the head and this front and center uh, on display. The divide that's going on right now that nobody uh, wants to talk about. Read my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. I talk about it. I talk about it. That's what's going on, folks. That old Heron Bach antebellum democracy crowd is back. It came back alive, yeah. Slow down, boy. And put a good swing on the ball. My goodness. Yeah, because we don't know. You call it an error. We don't know if it was an error or not. Okay. Talking about uh, some black and white thing here. 
those 600,000 folks who don't have access to Affordable Health Care Act, uh, uh, Affordable Health Care comes in all stripes of colors. Uh, yeah, this is a pocketbook issue here. We need to get rid of that guy down there in that uh, state house who refuses to expand Medicaid, which the state of Georgia has already paid into federal dollars, uh, 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 would pay for uh, uh, that medical coverage. And this guy refused to do it out of some uh, uh, ideological uh, nonsense. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it's detrimental to uh, hundreds of thousands of Georgians. It's hurting hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Georgians. You know, this craziness about uh, some ideology. We can't. Uh, can't. We can't. Uh, we can't have that. We've got to uh, overcome that. Uh, we've got to get away from that. It's doing too much harm to uh, the country. Yeah. But this fat, this faction of the Republican Party is wagging this tail is wagging the dog. <clears throat> the Republican Party is hell bent on uh, uh, destroying uh, the country. They figure. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, they uh, uh, will somehow benefit uh, by opposing uh, this black president. Somehow that's going to benefit them. Uh, benefit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see how, how it can. I mean, I don't see how it can. Not right now. 
I don't know if you were in, in the game. Uh, that was a great, great first baseman, yeah. Freddie Freeman. This guy was a great, great first baseman. I'm not trading him for anybody right now. But uh, we need to uh, get to be the ways I'm talking about here. We need to be a little more consistent on uh, consistent on uh, on offense. Yeah, uh, we we are way too uh, inconsistent for me. We gotta be. We gotta attack the ball more. Anybody ever played baseball? I I played a little bit when I was young. I mean, not, didn't play too much when I was baseball. Could have. Uh, but uh, you have to, when you come to that plate, you've got to attack that ball. You can't come up there uh, waiting on somebody to throw you a strike across that plate. <laughs> now, it's good to swing that ball in the strike zone, but you've got to be willing to uh, expand that zone to protect the plate. Especially on two strikes, you've got to be able to expand that strike zone a little uh, 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 inch either way, up or down, out of here. You got to be able to expand that strike to take that plate. And today, so many out, so many young players just not uh, not able to. It appears uh, to expand the strike zone. They are waiting on that ball to to uh, come over the plate, but then what they can see of as a strike zone thing with that umpire is calling a lot of those things that they think is not a strike, uh, a strike, and uh, they're striking out, looking at the ball come back. It might be outside. But then you got to be able to protect that plate, whether it's, uh, it was inside outside, go out there and foul the ball off. Players don't do that no more. Like that man, when I was coming there watching, watching Hank Aaron and the folks, Hank the foul off. Nine or ten balls on set on, on strike two, and uh, rather than uh, he fouled off two or three uh, ball protecting the plate, and they don't they don't have that skill no more. They don't. Uh, that's, I don't know what happened to the young players. They lost uh, some of the losses uh, that the old players had. Now they want to bomb away. They waiting for the ball and what the one pitch that they can hit out of the park. I like that uh, person, uh, average hitter. Person's going to hit 300. Try to hit 300. And the home runs will come. If you, uh, if you just uh, take your normal swing, taking the plate and getting your bat on that ball, uh, try to hit 300. You'll get that sheer home run. You'll get your sheer home run. Braves right now, I'll tell you. We the get a home run. We're in this hit a miss uh, second. We're in the first place too, by the way. So you can only be so critical. Of a team that's in first place, but I I, uh, I see some flaws. I see some flaws. And one of them is that uh, 
the hitters are just not aggressive enough. The hitters are just not aggressive enough to uh, my liking. Hey, uh, I just roll back for him. Uh, it's about, uh, wow, 25, 10, 9 o'clock in the ATL. And y'all, welcome to the show. We all over the place. Uh, <laughs> can't get away from it, though, y'all. What's going on in the country, out of the country, and everything is, uh, uh, seem to be uh, the president's fault. <laughs> Everything seems to be the president's fault here. That's going on in the whole world. So says the Republican. Everything. Whether it's the people coming across the border, whether it's the, the Iraqi mess. Congress ain't got nothing to do with this, and they haven't. <laughs> because they haven't did anyone, not a thing, since they've been in, uh, uh, up there in 2010. They haven't did that one thing. They have not did that one thing, uh, not this coming. So uh, we, uh, I think, I think the people are starting to uh, wake up because they got one of the, they got rid of one of the uh, top leaders there in Eric Cantor, the blocking uh, in chief uh, uh, majority uh, majority with in the House of Representatives. They got rid of that guy. Oh yeah. They got rid of that guy. They got rid of him. Oh, yeah, good hit right there. This thing out of here, y'all. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so uh, we're gonna blame half of everything on uh, this coming. They one third of the government. Yeah, they they, they uh, uh, share some of the blame. We're not gonna let them walk away and blame everything on the president. That's yeah. Oh, Jason, get the bat off your shoulder, son. What are you doing? Shit. What was that? What was that? The hell was that, Jason? Yeah, we need uh, we need a change up there in Washington, y'all. Just November. 
we need a change. And that Eric Cantor thing was just the, the prelude of uh, the change that we need. We need to get rid of that whole 2010 uh, class of do nothing uh, congressman that's uh, still uh, up there in office. Uh, we need to get rid of that crowd. That crowd is doing nothing but obstructing the progress uh, of the country. The progress that the country could be making is being obstructed by the likes of Eric Cantor, who, thank goodness, for whatever reason, uh, the people of Virginia uh, saw fit to replace him. This is the second highest ranking member of uh, the Congress was defeated by a no-name for whatever reason. I contend that it was uh, <laughs> because of the obstruction uh, that Erie uh, Kenner has presided over for the last uh, four years. That's my contention. That's why he lost. He didn't lose for no other reason other than that. That's why he lost. Obstruction is that... Uh, he was added over. People want the government to function. People want the government to, uh, not some big government. The government have a job to do on behalf of the people uh, to make uh, uh, laws that will uh, 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 better their lives. That's what I expect out of government, uh, a government to work. Uh, if there's a... a, a, a there are things that the government could do to uh, generate uh, uh, economic uh, growth, such as spending money on uh, infrastructure for them, such as spending money on infrastructure projects for them. infrastructure that is sorely uh, neglect, neglected, neglected uh, for years uh, while we've been fighting three wars or two wars abroad, we need to take some of that money and put it into our infrastructure, create uh, hundreds of thousands of jobs, by the way, in the meantime, doing windows for the economy. It's unbelievable that the Republicans refuse to undertake such a program. It's John Boehner. John Boehner had a great deal with the President Eric Cantor blocked that uh, deal that John Boehner had. John Boehner right now stands the chance of be, uh, being the, uh, going uh, out of uh, office as Speaker of the House without passing not one single uh, 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 deal. John Boehner has did less than any Speaker of the House uh, that I can uh, think of. Oh, that's where looks got the health care law prepared. John Boehner ain't got nothing done to compass at all his entire time as Speaker of the House. He's been fighting his own caucus. He's been railing against uh, 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 a bunch of uh, uh, right-wingers within his own caucus. He he ain't got time to go or to do anything uh, uh, because his own people are uh, uh, tying his hands. 
Because old people got a thing that's bad, yeah. Maybe we keep uh, ready to hit this ball here, y'all. We are trying to uh, see what's going on here with the ball game, y'all. Uh, <laughs> hang in there. Boom! Come on, Freddie. We're trying to push across a run here, y'all. Trying to tie this thing up. We're losing right now. The Braves one or nothing to California Angels, y'all. The Halos, as they call themselves. We need to uh, pounce on them here. Yeah, we're in the dogfight trying to stay in first place. Uh, but, yeah, we, uh, President's got a plate full right now, yeah. He's got a plate full, and then he has to deal with the shenanigans of, uh, <laughs> uh, of people in a, uh, in government who don't like him just because he's black. he got to deal with that phenomenon. He's got to deal with that. Yeah. Hey, the man upstairs uh, might have to get involved in this thing, yeah, the way it's going now. Hey, the whole world, that's the whole thing. The Middle East has uh, got the potential to be uh, to, it's got the potential to uh, to to do some crazy things here. It's got the potential to uh, drag us right back into uh, this crazy war that that we thought we was out of. But uh, we haven't got out of it. Hillary Clinton gets supreme surprise at Costco's. What the hell Hillary doing at Costco's? Yeah, shopping just like the rest of them. Book signing in the in aisle 30 among pallets of paper towels and ball water. It's been more than three hours Saturday morning. I'll look up a copy of her new memoirs. Our choices at Costco's in Northern Virginia. Turns out you really never know who will show up. I don't believe this, Clinton said as she embraced Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor across the table. Justice Sotomayor said she happened to be just shopping at the Paul Discount Depot when she spied the former Secretary of State sitting down. She told Chen she plans to read her book. You better, I love you, Mr. Clinton responded. Come on, Justin, hit that ball out of there. For the second time you came up with all these people on on, on base, so we've got to uh, take advantage of keep leaving people on base. That's a sure fire. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Yeah. This event. Uh, 
distillery that was in Northern Virginia there, just a book sign, and a book just released, uh, Hard Choices. She had Spain drew some thousand folks there at the wall at the Costco stores, including Curry from John Lewis and uh, Sonia Sultan McNair, the uh, Supreme Court Justice. Uh, just happened to be in the store. She said she just happened to be there. I'm almost sure she knew that Hillary would be there and that made an appearance. Yeah. The Republicans' worst nightmare is Hillary Clinton running for president, yeah. That's the worst nightmare. They're trying all they can now to uh, to uh, dig up dirt. <laughs> they trying all they can right now to dig up dirt on Hillary, though, to try to uh, to try to uh, put some stumbling blocks in her path. But she had the fact to run. She don't nobody know either whether she even go run or not. She ain't declared whether she gonna run for anything. But the uh pundits would have you believe that yeah, that's all a done deal. Eighteen ninety nine. That's what she wrote for her memoirs, y'all. Yeah, well, the hush boys. Eventually, I'll get the probably the electronic version of it. We can get an epic uh, story. Uh, amateur historian. We <laughs> we got no formal training at it. We just read a lot about our history. We like it. Uh. We can't. Uh, we need to. We need to know. Uh, we need to uh, to uh, follow our history a lot, lot uh, closer than uh, what most of uh, our people do. Uh, by the way, in my mind, we we uh, some of the craziness that has uh, gone on in our history. Uh, we need to know about. We need to talk about uh, yeah, we uh looking forward to uh, that presidential race in twenty sixteen but before way before then we have to uh take care of twenty fourteen we've got to get out and vote in masses uh America's African descent. we've got to get out and vote in masses. Uh, uh, particularly here in the state of Georgia, we it's too many it's too many uh, 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 Democrats in America who are African in the state to allow uh, it to have uh, two senators, a Republican governor, and two Republican senators, and that's just crazy. That's just crazy. That's us not doing our job, notwithstanding the gerrymandering that has taken place. Uh, uh, we have got to get out and vote in masses this November. We have got to get out in masses and vote. Tell your neighbor, tell your mother, your aunt, your sister, your brother, everybody in the community has got to get out and vote. We have got to elect 
Democratic uh, representative uh, um, uh, statewide who's going to protect our uh, interests in D.C. Right now, we don't have that. Right now, we don't have that. We have got to elect the representatives who's going to look out for the people of Georgia. Right now, we don't have that. We have a bunch of ideologues uh, up there uh, doing absolutely nothing but destroying uh, the uh, uh, the state, but destroying the state with uh, their uh, radical uh, idealism. Uh, we've got 600,000 Georgians uh, without access to affordable health care law over uh, somebody's uh, uh, notion that uh, uh, to do so would uh, somehow uh, uh, hurt uh, uh, the state. That is the craziest thing. It's the craziest argument I've ever seen now. It's the craziest argument. Craziest argument I've ever seen. We uh, have got to get out and uh, uh, become a part of the the, uh, diet, the conversation. Yeah, we we've got to participate in the conversation. Why is it that uh, this government, this uh, Republican state house down there, ignoring some forty percent of its citizens, or more, some half uh, of its citizens have been ignored by uh, uh, this uh, Republican? Uh, 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 led uh, government we have in the state. This government we ha- uh, have here in the state are uh, depriving millions of Georgians from receiving adequate health care. Mm-hmm. We got that one. Two to nothing, man. Uh, 
problems or to address the people's problems. We provide a platform for that. The 90% in our community who's never uh, or seldom heard from, we'd like to think we uh, provide a platform for them to uh, get their message out. We'd like to uh, speak on behalf of those uh, those folks or advocate on behalf of those uh, folks in our community who seem to be the least among us <laughs> in the society. We uh, we advocate on their behalf uh, for social justice. That's what we do out here on the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. Uh, uh, taking on current events that uh, affect our community and just about everything. That That's just about everything that happens in the country affects uh, affect us. Uh, we're so ingrained in the, uh, despite, uh, <laughs> despite the, uh, 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 <laughs> anti-amalgamation uh, doctrine that uh, that uh, that was put in place uh, we still uh, have so integrated into the society that uh, everything that happens affects us one way or the other and mostly here in the last uh, 20 years it's been having a negative impact on our uh, wealth the little accumulated wealth that we've had, we've lost 40% of that over the last 20 years. Yeah. Americans of African descent has lost over 40% of it, uh, its wealth over the last 20 years. Now, is that crazy? And we ain't had nothing. <laughs> we ain't had nothing to start with, yeah. But then we've lost what little wealth that we, so 40% of it that we had. In the last 20 years, this is this is crazy. Yeah. The uh, some of the causes. Uh, oh yeah, the implosion of uh, manufacturing jobs in the Northeast, the closing down of the steel mills, of rubber uh, uh, factories, and all that stuff had a profound effect on uh, middle class uh, Black Americans. Yeah. Had a profound effect. Sixty uh, seconds. We're going to talk more about it. We're going to be talking about economic inequality until we uh, uh, see some uh, changes here, y'all, on the High School Black Forum. In the meantime, we done came up against it, y'all. We done came right up against this thing. Uh, We'll be back next week. 21st of June, y'all. Same time, same station. Until then, y'all be good and uh, stay out of trouble here. Uh, ciao, y'all. We'll be back next week. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. <laughs>